Ma Coco? Aye. For Maui, it's a new beginning. With honor and deep respect, we're moving forward. We're ready to get people back to work. We all have to do our part, and we'll make this happen. Working together. We are ready to work. Ready to serve. All ready. 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 We are ready. For more information, visit makokomoe.com. The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. Mothership. It's Stephanie Lum here at the controls because Brooke and Noe have the day off. They are tending to mommy duties. You know, with the start of school, it can get kind of busy right about now. But I would like to welcome Lindy Thaxton. And guys, we're dealing with a, what is it, a six-hour time difference, I think, in order to make <laughs> yes. this happen. So uh, Lindy is the morning news anchor at Fox 59 News in Indianapolis. She's a busy mom as well and also a loving wife uh, <laughs> and a stage three colon cancer survivor. She learned of her diagnosis after her screenings were canceled three times because of the pandemic. So thanks so much for making time for us. Glad that we could finally do this, Lindy. Oh, I'm so happy to do it. Thank you for doing it at your time as well. This is great. All right, so a lot has happened since your diagnosis. You were 39 years old at the time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was 39. And, you know, you mentioned I'm a morning show anchor. And also at the time, I was emceeing for the Indiana Pacers. And so I would do those games late at night. And, and I, my son was four at the time, and I was really tired. And, but, you know, everybody's tired. And you don't really know what level of fatigue is too much. And I didn't know how tired I was. And I was also having some lower abdominal cramps. And then I would get like terrible pressure in my tailbone. I couldn't sit down, lay down. This would happen like three or four days in a row. I'd have to call into work because I couldn't sit there and anchor. And we had gone on like a little trip to Disney World last February in 2020. And my husband made the comment to me that, you know, he thought I was more tired than I should be. And I got so upset. We never argue, like hardly at all. And I was so offended, you know, and I'm like, I get up at 2 a.m. I have a four-year-old. Of course I'm tired. I emcee it till 11, blah, blah. And something was terribly wrong, but we didn't know it. And I went to my doctor and they thought I had colitis because I mean, I was only 39 and those were like, or irritable bowel syndrome or something like that. So I got a CT scan in March and it showed signs of inflammation. They're like, yeah, this must be colitis. But she insisted that I get a colonoscopy. Didn't have a family history, anything, but she insisted, thankfully. And it was postponed three times because of COVID. This doctor's office kept calling, postponing, postponing. My doctor ended up finding a colorectal cancer surgeon who would take me in, but we still didn't think it was cancer. 
And I went and had an appointment with him and he said, oh, it has to be colitis. You know, it's, it's gotta be that, but we'll do a colonoscopy to make sure. So I went in on May 6th and did the colonoscopy and I woke up from anesthesia still in the room. And I heard the surgeon say the word biopsy and the nurse said, she's awake, stop talking and covered my ears. So I knew something was wrong, but because of COVID, my husband couldn't come in. So I go back and I'm in recovery and I'm asking every nurse that comes in, oh, it's colitis, right? And they just kept saying, oh, you have to talk to the doctor. Well, meanwhile, the doctor had called my husband, Chris, and I mean, who's expecting that? So he barely remembers the conversation and he's in shock, comes and picks me up and the nurse is wheeling me out. And I heard her say the word tumor to him. And I said, I have a tumor. And she said, yeah. And I said, do I have cancer? And she pretty much said, yes. So that was the colonoscopy I had May 6th. And I barely remember, you know, the ride home. I remember sitting in bed that evening crying and just in shock. And we went back the next day and talked to the surgeon because neither of us could even believe what had happened. Yeah, and, and at he, that point, you probably didn't know much about colon cancer. Right. Not even really about cancer at all, because I, I didn't, I mean, my grandparents, you know, had it, but but no one my age or anything like that, you know, and he, he, it was in lymph nodes. So he thought it was probably stage three, but you know, that week waiting to hear what stage it was, was like, I mean, I would just, I came home and it was so hard to even look at my son because I just didn't know how much time I had. You know, I didn't know if I was stage four or, or what it was going to be. Right. And, and prior to this, I mean, I know you're, you're pretty much, I mean, working a ton, um, you know, and you're relatively healthy. I mean, you, you probably, you know, exercise, you ate pretty good. So I was the person that, you know, people made fun of at work for what I ate that, you know, my co-anchor like calls it, oh, you have your cardboard crackers and hummus, you know, and I can, I thought I was really healthy. You know, I mean, it was a complete shock. I don't have a family history of it. I did the genetics testing. Nothing came back. Um, and it was stage three. It was in lymph nodes. I mean, and they don't know how long I had it. It wasn't necessarily super fast growing because I didn't have to have it removed right away. What we decided to do was uh, six weeks of chemo pills and radiation daily. Then I would take six weeks to recover, then do surgery, take six weeks to recover, then do some cleanup chemo. Well, I did 15 rounds of the chemo pills and radiation. And then all of a sudden I looked like I was nine months pregnant again. And I ended up in the hospital for 24 days and I had an emergency surgery for a bowel blockage. I lost 40 pounds. I was down to 95 pounds. And that's when my hair started falling out from malnutrition. And then I have this chest port. I actually was at the med check today. That's why it's covered. But I got this because I had to start getting IV nutrition 18 hours a day here at home and a, a nurse would come here to our house. And I mean, I did that for months till I was able to do surgery in August to have the tumor and the lymph nodes removed. And they took out 41 lymph nodes, the tumor and 8.2 inches of my colon. And then I had to go back into surgery that night for an internal bleed. And then honestly, the worst part of it for me was for 17 days after that surgery, I was on a catheter, couldn't use the restroom, didn't know if I would ever be able to again. Your hair's falling out. You know, I'm about to start clean up chemo. 
my son's five at this point. I can't work. You know, I mean, it's just, it's shocking now to be out of it and even look back at, at what it was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The bowel blockages now, was that as a result of having the colon cancer or was that a result of the treatment and the meds that you were given? They still don't know. That's a really good question. They still don't know. Yeah. And so I actually had a colonoscopy this last Friday, my first one since diagnosis. And I got there and out of nowhere, I was upset. I cried for like half an hour. Um, And they the nurses weren't surprised, you know, but it was like PTSD from getting diagnosed the last time. They didn't find cancer, but they did find a chunk of my colon that they think has radiation enteritis. It's not really getting any blood flow and they took biopsies and they're gonna check that out. And I talked to my radiation oncologist about that and he was kind of surprised. He said, you only took 15 rounds of radiation. He said, but then again, when when you were doing chemo pills and radiation together, you had that bowel blockage reaction. So like, we still don't know if it was from the treatment or the cancer. Okay. And then, so today you are free of it? Yeah. I mean, I had a PET scan a few weeks ago. It showed clear and then the colonoscopy showed clear. So, you know, that's great. I have a 70% chance of survival for five years. I'll be having these scans all the time. But, you know, really, you it's hard to feel out of it because you live in a constant fear that you're going to get it again. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it I have to make a decision every morning to not live in that all day long. Because every little thing I feel in my body, I think I have it again. Right. I mean, because they're now telling you to pay attention to, right? A lot more to your body uh, ever since this happened to be more aware. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I mean, looking and looking back, do you feel like you were paying attention to your health as much as you should have or? I do. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I, I don't think I waited very long to get checked. I mean, it was only, you know, a couple months. I mean, I, I felt like pretty in tune with my body, but you know, I, I've met a lot of people you know, throughout all of this. And I mean, there are a lot of people my age who are not taken seriously. And that's a huge problem, you know, because they just don't think, you know, women like us are going to have, have it. Right. And, And looking back, I know that you, you gave us that story about how you were really fatigued, really tired, exhausted. Um, looking back now, were there other signs that, that maybe, were red flags that you didn't know at that time or were they, were those the only signs? Well, I, so I had abdominal cramping that was really low in my stomach. I had that tailbone pressure. I had the fatigue. Um, I did not lose weight like as a major symptom for most people. I did not have that. And then I eventually started having blood in the stool. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was all in a span of, what, this was all in a span of how couple long months. were these symptoms? A couple months. Okay. Over yeah. several months. Yeah. And once I got the blood in the stool, then I got pretty scared, you know, and that's when we really started pushing for the colonoscopy. Mm. Um, and, and like I say, they don't know how long I had it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what's kind of so shocking is, and that's why I asked is, you know, only a couple months. I mean, you would think, I mean, if it was so severe, it would have been over a span of, you know, 
much longer than just two months. What's weird is a couple years prior to that, I was just, my stomach wasn't feeling right for like a few months. It was almost like I had diarrhea pains, but I didn't have diarrhea type thing constantly. And I did a lot of testing back then. And they found like this little cluster of something at the back of my stomach, but they just thought I had some, you know, some little bug, whatever. They still don't know if maybe at that time, two years ago, that was something, but none of my blood work or anything at that time came back odd. Hmm. And it's not like, did you have reduced appetite at that time when you were having the pains or was it no. normal? It was normal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My, weight, my weight stayed normal, you know? Mm. Um, you know, I lost that 40 pounds when I was sick and I lost probably three fourths of my hair. And, you know, that was really difficult. Um, I've, I've always had long hair and it, it's hard because I don't, really feel like myself it's made my job a lot easier in the morning because I get up so early it takes me like 30 seconds I like just put pomade in it and like you know, <laughs> back and done yeah. it's made my mornings a lot less stressful um I actually like it a lot thank it's you kinda, so it's much kinda, it's thank really chic and kind of sassy you know <laughs> I'm starting to, to kind of like it yeah <laughs> there's just been so much that has come with it you know and there's just, there's this huge cancer community out there you don't know of. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you for sharing your story with us because I think there's just a lot of questions about the symptoms and, and we see it online, you know, they list it in the bullet points, but is this one of those illnesses where you don't detect it until it's too late? I mean, it, I mean, can you get it early? Yeah, I, I well, I, from what I understand, you can if you do regular colonoscopies, but the problem is they don't recommend the age to do that until 45. And there's more and more younger people who are getting it, you know? And so the main issue is, you know, as soon as you have symptoms, you just have to push for a colonoscopy yourself because that is the gold standard of testing, you know, to make sure. Because if you just have polyps, they just remove them and you're done. You know, I mean, my son now has to start getting colonoscopies at 29 because it's 10 years younger than when your parent was diagnosed. And in fact, my brother is getting, he's three years younger than me. So he's 37. He's getting his first colonoscopy tomorrow. Because there's no, just to make sure. yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, when you talk about how young people are getting it, I mean, you probably did some research after you got it. Were you surprised to find out what were, what were the statistics or what were the ages? Given? They say within, I think it's within like 10 years that colorectal cancer is going to be the number one cancer killer of people ages like, you know, below 39. And the problem is you're not even told to test till you're 45. It's, I, you'd have to double check those stats, but it's something among that. <clears throat> I mean, it's really scary, you know, um, Trey Mancini, he's a professional baseball player and he was, you know, he's like leading in home runs or something like that. And he just had stage three last year and he's, I believe in his thirties. I mean, there's just tons and tons of cases of it. Um, right. And, and nobody knows why, yeah. you know, that that's so, actually what I was going to ask. I mean, I mean, you would, after all these studies, are they linking it to, I mean, meat consumption or right. uh, food diet? supply, you know, anything like that. And I will say I have cut out meat and dairy and we've pretty much gone plant-based. I did that 
because I have a lot of digestion issues because I've had several colon surgeries, you know, um, but also I just really want to keep my inflammation low. And I've found I'm, I'm really liking eating that way. And it's easy to do it. My husband lost like 20 pounds in like just a few weeks and still eats just as much, you know, and, and we feel good, but you know, yeah, I mean, I ate meat, you know, <laughs> occasionally, not excessively by any means, you know, and I drank alcohol occasionally, you know, and I, I did kind of what everybody else does, you know, and exercised and thought things were going pretty good. So did the doctor say you can't eat certain things from here on out or drink certain things? You got to X out alcohol. You got to get rid of certain things now. They didn't say anything like that, but they do talk about how I should eat based on just what condition my colon's in. And that's why they were so interested in this last colonoscopy to see if they could find anything that just might help. I mean, but it can take years to recover from your chemo side effects and just surgery issues. Mm. So aside from everything that you've shared with us, what are some of the takeaways that you think people listening, women, even young guys, you know, what do you, what do you think that they should remember most from this conversation? Well, one thing is, you know, these are not symptoms that you feel comfortable talking about. A lot of people are embarrassed to talk about these symptoms. You will save your life if you just talk about it. I mean, even if the, your doctor is the only person you say it to, you know, I mean, who really wants to talk about blood in the stool? Not many people, especially women, you know, but you absolutely have to do it. And I think another thing I would say is, you know, caregivers don't get enough respect you know, I mean, when I got cancer, it's almost like my husband did too. You know, I mean, he couldn't work for a long time. He did literally everything for me for months. I could do nothing for myself. You know, I mean, he was like a single parent, you know, and they're just caregivers to be really thankful for, you know, or maybe just a couple messages I would have. You talked about that time when you first found out and you were bawling. How did you uh, later on down the line you know, have that talk with your son about explaining what you were going through, explaining the process, what, what's going to happen or any questions that he had. What was that we like? kind of took it as it came. Um, we didn't really, I mean, he was four. We didn't really like sit him down and all this. I mean, you know, we told him I was sick and he knew I was going to the doctor and then bam, all of a sudden I was in the hospital for a month, you know, and I actually lost my memory three weeks of that. So, you know, a chunk of that, I don't really... I know it was handled very well, you know, um, but I have two therapists now and, you know, from everyone I've talked to, they say that he, with his age and what went on should be able to deal with this just fine. And, you know, he seems to have, and I, I just kind of been upfront with him, you know, that I was sick and, and yeah, he's made a couple, a couple comments over the past year. Um, you know, one being something like, oh, you know, you were a lot more fun before you were sick, but you know, he's four and yeah, I was more fun. I couldn't do anything, <laughs> you know, I mean, so I just tried not to let that get to me, you know, when he would say some things like that, but, um, you know, I'm just glad I I'm here. It's like, you know, we went on a bike ride today, he starts kindergarten tomorrow and we were out and I was just thinking a year ago, I mean, I could do absolutely nothing you know, and didn't even know if I'd be here right now. And I, I just try to think about that every day. 
That was when my I next question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to ask you, I mean, you probably had some bad days where you just felt down in the dumps, um, you know, whether it be the, the side effects of the medication, uh, what you were going through. How did you get yourself through those, those tough times? What's funny is it's actually worse now. And, and they told me it would possibly be like that. But the mental part of being done with treatment when you've done nothing but dedicate your life to fighting cancer and then all of a sudden you're done. You're not being watched all the time. You're constantly worried you're sick. You're gonna get it again. You're still having the side effects. You know, you're trying to get back into work and you look different and you don't feel like yourself. And um, this is hard and you're, and you're sitting here going, oh my gosh, what did I just go through? I'm having a tougher mental time now than I did when I was going through it. You know, I was also really heavily medicated when I was going through it too, you know? Um, but it's pretty, it's pretty difficult now. And it's funny because they told me it would be really hard six months out and I'm only two months out. I rang the bell April 12th and I had an emergency surgery to get my gallbladder out on the 14th. Um, so it's, all, it's, it's almost like it hasn't stopped. You know what I mean? But it just, I, it was a really slow start back to work. I anchored one hour, then I anchored two. And, and now I'm up to anchoring three, but I still leave right after I'm done with the show and come home and almost go right to sleep because my stamina is just not there. Okay. And I mean, you uh, know what it's like, our job's not just going, I mean, you have getting yourself ready. I mean, I know it sounds ridiculous, but that takes energy. You know, to feel like you have the mental capacity to handle breaking news. You know, I didn't feel like I had that when, when I was having chemo brain. I didn't feel like I could sit there and handle ad-libbing something for an hour, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, that's why I had asked previously about, you know, whether there were other signs because as working women, you know, we just kind of like want to just go, go, go. And yeah, I know what it's like too, you know, and juggling that with mommy duties. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, wow, what an eye-opening story and uh, kudos to you. And thank you so much for sharing it nationally. I mean, that's how I found out about it, you know, on the Today Show. So oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. So your story is being shared, you know, and um, I was like, you know, it would be great to, you know, talk to Lindy and and get an update, you know, for us here in Hawaii. And um, I'm I'm sure, yeah. I've heard from so many people that it has helped. And, you know, yeah. this is just a funny story because you're in news, but I mean, I would be angry <laughs> to even say the word poop on the air would change every <laughs> script. And now it's like what I talk about and it's helping people. And that's the good that's come out of it. Yeah. I think. Because I think, I, I don't think that many people talk about it. I mean, you no, know, open, honest like this, you know, I mean, I don't know yeah. whether it's because you have a news background that you kind of feel like, okay, you know, my story can help <laughs> others. And maybe that's why I'm going to yeah. go and say all the details, but um, it truly is really valuable information. And I wish that more people would talk about it and I can understand why you wouldn't want to talk about it, but um, yeah, it's very helpful. Someone hears this and goes and gets checked and gets the peace of mind that they don't have it. That's still something. Yeah. So going forward now, um, I know that you said it's tougher now than it was back then, but uh, you know, looking ahead, what do you think uh, you hold on to any sort of like belief or um, you know, an inspirational quote maybe, or 
what, what is something that you hold on to looking ahead to keep you going forward? Well, I do know it's, it's only going to get better. And, and my, one of my oncologists recently told me, he said, when you're someone around our age who gets this, when you've been bitten by the snake, he said, every time you walk by a bush, you feel like you're going to get bitten. And he said, it takes many months of walking to get to the point where you don't feel like that. And so I know I'm in that right now. Um, and so I, I know it's just gonna take time. And, and yes, I, I am so thankful to be alive and I am very happy, you know, and I, I don't mean to sound like I'm not, um, but in reality, there are some really hard parts of it still, you know? Yeah. Um, and a lot of people ask me, what do you wanna do with this? Why do you think this happened? And I mean, I just, I don't know yet. I'm, I'm still mm -hmm. so fresh coming out of it. Um, but I do really like sharing my story and hearing from people and helping people in the meantime, you know. That's good. All right. We'll be rooting for you all the way. Thanks so much, Lindy, oh, for sharing your story. You. Yeah. And take care. And maybe one day you can come out here to Hawaii. And That's what I wish we could have done this person. Like, <laughs> yeah. That would have been nice. Yes. All righty. Well, get some sleep and um, yeah, all the best to you. Thank you so much. Yes, we're gonna break up and die.